Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Gamer Talks podcast. I hope you've all had a a good week. I actually got my COVID jab this morning. Uh, I'm actually registered disabled myself, so I guess I was bumped up the list a little bit. Uh, back in the video game world, I actually bought a game, which is something I don't do very often now. Uh, the last game I bought was actually Tinker Town back on uh, on New Year's Day. Um, anyway, I purchased Anno 1800, which we'll talk more about later on. But first, as promised, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. It's being put together by Traveller's Tales, I think you know that. It's being published by Warner Brothers. Uh, and then obviously, Lucasfilm Games will come into this somewhere. I'm not entirely sure where. Um, they will... Lucasfilm Games will presumably manage the rights... On behalf of Disney, but I don't know where that leaves them in terms of uh, development. It doesn't say. I'm not sure. We'll find out later, I guess. Anyway, developer Traveller Two, published by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. That's what they're called. The release date is open for interpretation because everyone tells you different things. Um, if you look on Amazon, it says it'll be the 31st of December, which I bloody hope is not. Um, if you look on game, it says it's going to be, uh, well, it just says spring. Uh, I'm going to go May. I'm going to say May because of Star Wars Day, obviously, the May the 4th. Um, which, which, you know, it would make sense. Um Obviously, you've got uh, a day to promote Star Wars, make money from it, and then you unveil a game on that day, you're adding to the, I don't know, the hype, the money, whatever. Uh, it's, it's, it's quite a hotly anticipated game now, because it's been delayed a few times, and so little is known about it that it would be great for someone to just say, right, here it is, you know. Um, yeah, anyway, so that's why I guess it'll be released in May, May the 4th, but that's, you know, we'll see what happens. It's going to be available on everything, so it'll be on PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, Switch, and PC. Uh, it's available as a standard or deluxe edition. Um, The Deluxe Edition includes a character collection bundle, which is like a DLC thing, which consists of six character packs. The six packs are from The Mandalorian, The Bad Batch, Rogue One, Solo, and two other ones. Um, that's worth saying as well that this thing's, the, the character collection thing, the DLC, so... If you don't buy the Jilix edition, you can probably purchase it digitally. Purchase the DLC digitally. Uh, for a fiver, a tenner, I don't know. Maybe, I'm not sure. Uh, if you buy the physical edition, physical Jilix edition, I should say, that includes a Luke Skywalker minifigure. 
Um, it also includes a seal book, the deluxe edition, which is a, a hand solo in carbonite. Uh, you get that with the deluxe edition game in the UK or with any edition at Best Buy. Uh, right, anyway, on to the game itself. Um, oh, by the way, i just add to that that Disney announced this week that the Bad Batch would be released on Star Wars Day on May the 4th. Uh, so that adds some uh, anticipation, I guess, to that day. I'm not sure what you call it. So there you go, the Babats. We also know the Mandalorian's been reviewed. We know there's more films coming eventually. We know there's the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which I'm looking forward to. So there's still lots going on. Um, anyway, yeah, so the game itself, it's been put together using the Entity Engine, which is spelt NTT. That's Traveller Tales' new game engine. I don't know what's new about it, but there you go. Yeah, so there you go, being developed in the Entity Engine, um, it will adapt all nine films from the Skywalker Saga, as I'm sure you know. Unlike previous titles, where you had to start at level one and go through all the way to the end, this one will be playable in a non-linear order. So you don't have to start at the start and work your way through. So you can start at the end, you can start in the middle, you could start at the end of each film and work back. It really doesn't matter. It's up to you. Um, each episode or film will have five levels, which will take us up to a total of 45 levels. Uh, that's a climb down from previous games, which had six. But then I guess, of course, this, this game is... Uh, how would you describe it? Larger scale, so it's going to have more levels because of more films, I guess. However you'd say, I don't know. Um, so yeah, there you go. I'll have 45 levels that will contain 300 playable characters, which is a hell of a lot. I'm guessing that includes the character bundle thing. I'm not entirely sure it didn't say... Um, but yeah, lots of lots of options there. I can guess who some of them are, but um, I'm sure there'll be some less well-known people in there as well. Uh, just one more thing I found out about the game doing a bit of scrapping around is, I think I mentioned this back in the very first episode, there's going to be no hub level. There's going to be... A variety of locations that you can freely explore, um, provided you've unlocked them or whatever, met the requirements. Um, so yeah, there's going to be a variety of locations, including planets such as Hoth, Bespin, Endor, Jakku, Dakoba, Genosis, Tatooine, Mustafar, Exegol, and more. Um, you're also going to, be ex going to be able to explore ships. Some of the bigger ships, obviously, once you uh, once you've gained access to them, I guess, once you've unlocked them, whatever. Uh, such as the Millennium Falcon, the Star Destroyer, and the Death Star itself. So there you go, lots to look forward to from that. Um, 
I'm not sure what to make of the... Uh, I don't know, the lack of... Lack of info, lack of output, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, the, the, we know the game is in development, but normally, uh, you know, a couple of months before whatever, you'll start seeing, you know, trailers and price tags and pre-order things popping up. We really haven't seen any of that. So I don't know, you know, whether to be concerned about that or not to care. Or I don't know. Um, but yeah, certainly game. I'm, uh, a game I'm looking forward to. A game I would pre-order and then buy, or pre-order and buy. What have you got? Um, it may appear on the play at some point because the current uh, Lego Star Wars: The Complete Saga is on there. So there's Lego Star Wars Two, I think. Um, so this may end up on there, but I would still buy it outright. Um, it's simply so you're not tied down to their restrictions, because if it ever disappears uh, from ePlay, then of course you have to uninstall it and lose all your saves, and I don't really want to do that. Um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm just looking at the, the hub-level system. The leveling, the playable character, it sounds very similar to the Lego Movie video game, although obviously on a bigger scale, much bigger scale. Um, how similar, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. And I do wish they'd give us some sort of release date or window. They've really not said anything at all. Um, but like I say, I don't know whether to worry or just leave them to it. I mean, it is only the beginning of March and it's, you know, we're talking about me here maybe, so two months. Right, um, onwards and upwards and last week was Pokemon Presents. That was the Pokemon Showcase uh, on the Pokemon YouTube channel. If you watched that on Friday afternoon just after the show last week, you'll have seen it. If not, I will sum up the highlights here. Um, see, they revealed two. How do I say this? They revealed two remakes. First, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl. Uh, they are remakes of the DS games of the same name from 2006. Uh, Diamond and Pearl, of course, they were released in 2006. Uh, so this is a sort of 15, 14 year anniversary thing, I guess you could call it. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what to make of them. It's great to see them coming to a new console. Great to see them living, reliving the tradition and all that answers. Um, however, I'm of the thinking that uh, remastering all your existing games on new consoles is not the way forward, you know. Um, I just, you know, you look at all the remasters and remakes and things out there and you just think, well, that's a lot. 
you know, could you not just focus all that energy on making brand new games? Um, but talking of that, they did release a brand new game, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, that's going to be released early next year. It's a it's a brand new adventure. I'll give you that. Um, I'm just thinking what to say, but it's set it's set in Sinnoh. Um, and it's a sort of it's a, it's meant to be historical, but I'm not sure if that means before the island was settled or what it means. Anyway, you go out. Uh, capture Pokemon and it's the ability of the Pokedex you're gathering data by catching Pokemon then you uh, report to a professor and so on so it actually sounds alright will it feature battles with the Elite Four gym leaders I'm guessing no but there's no details to suggest that at this point uh, but yeah, Pokemon Legends early next year, um, I'm looking forward to it. The only thing I would say is that it has Arceus and the title Pokemon Legends colon Arceus. Does that mean there's going to be other ones? Maybe. You know, this would, this is a, a new chapter for Pokemon games, I think you'd say, um, in terms of it's a brand new sort of story um, and also the fact that it's a brand new um, way of playing you know I think we don't know too much about how it's going to work but it's certainly going to be different to your traditional uh, go out catch a Pokemon train out and beat the gym leader sort of thing um, one other game Pokemon Snap which already existed it was in development it's a it's actually a remake of the original N64 game of the same name. Um, anyway, Pokemon Snap, it's going to be out on the 30th of April. It's not long. Um, it's going to have you as an amateur photographer photographing Pokemon, which sounds a bit weird, but um, I'm, I'm guessing it's aimed at the younger generation. I'm not quite sure. Um, Watching the release trailer for it, it struck me as a more gentle introduction to Pokemon. Um, but yeah, there you go. Four games, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, which are due out before the end of this year. And then you've got Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is early next year. And then Pokemon Snap, which is, well, it's a remake, but it's due on the 30th of April. Uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, I'm not sure what to what to think of them, I mean I will play it at some point, whether it's on a Switch, I buy or someone else's. Uh, I do still own the DS games myself. Um, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, not the most creative names it could come up with, not as good as Heart Gold or Alpha Sapphire, for example, uh, but you know, it's still a name. Uh, I have to say, Pokemon Legends at least does make me really want to switch now, you know. Uh, I could get Pokemon Legends, Pokemon Sword, Mario Golf when it comes along, 
you know, there's a couple of other Switch games out there that I like. I know there's an awful lot of games that talk about Switch games coming out. We had the Indie Showcase, we had the Switch Showcase thing the other week as well. Um, yeah, and it is worth pointing out, those games are exclusive to Switch, so... No PC ports for me, or console, PlayStation ports, any of that nonsense. Uh, it's not a surprise, but it's worth mentioning. Uh, sticking with Switch, and it was the Switch's fourth birthday on Wednesday. Um, the Switch was originally released on the 3rd of March 2017. Um, and I mentioned this not just because it's its birthday, but because I was reading a... I don't know, what would you call it? A transcript, a press release, I guess, of the Nintendo president talking about the Switch and whatever. Anyway, he basically talked about the Switch, how it was uh, four years old, how the, you know, how the sales numbers have been great for games and the console and everything. Um, he talked about extending its lifespan, which I found interesting. Um... Because we all thought it was halfway through its lifespan. Uh, someone talked about that. I mentioned that to you a couple of, couple of weeks ago. Uh, just He was talking about how it, how it can be played in two ways. You can play it docked, Or you can uh, play it as a portable device. Um, which is... Assuming you buy a normal Switch. Because if you buy a Switch Lite, it's only portable. Uh, but yeah, I find that interesting, you know, if make it, because it's been so successful, I think, I don't know if Nintendo saw this kind of success coming, you know, if they can make the, make the Hyper in Switch last a little longer, that's good for them, for us, for everyone, I think. Uh, and then just while I'm on the subjects of the Switch, I just want to talk about this. This pro model rumor that's been doing the doing the rounds. Um, so we've had news of a possible pro model coming in June. Uh, that's been cited by multiple sources, which say that it will be uh, put together by Samsung, who will provide the screens, and they will make a hundred thousand units a month starting in June. Uh, in terms of the console itself, it will reportedly feature a 7-inch 720p OLED screen uh, with 4K output when it's docked. Uh, yeah, so there you go. And then it will be put together by Samsung after those years a month. And then the report says that it will be revealed in the wrap to the Christmas holidays. Uh, so you could be looking at you know, half a million units, and then you've got more coming. You know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it is all a rumor at this point. Of course, Nintendo haven't confirmed it. He wasn't asked about it in his interview, um, which I find interesting. You know, that part of the point of interviews is surely to well tell us what's new, but also to answer questions and address rumors and things like that. Um, so I find that a bit weird that he didn't talk about it and that he wasn't asked about it either. But there you go, a Switch Pro model. 
the only thing I would say about that other bigger screen, the bigger output, is it will push the price up. Because that's what happens, obviously. It will be... You know, you could be talking about a £500 unit or something here. Um, and then because of the uh, increased power usage, it will also drain the battery significantly faster. Um, unless, of course, upgrade that too, which could add even more money to the price. Um, they did already upgrade the battery anyway, but, you know, they might do it again. Who knows? Um... So yeah, there you go. Upgraded switch. What's the other thing I would say? If it is um, as perfectly expensive as you say, then I think you can safely say that it's aimed at your elite hardcore gamers and not casual gamers like myself. Um, it is nice to see one, but I won't be buying one because I just I don't need it. I don't have a 4K television anyway, so I won't see um, the resolution upgrade. Um, even if it was available, I wouldn't care. Uh, my eyesight's not the best in the world. I have glasses and things, so I wouldn't see it even if it was there. Uh, right, sticking with the birthday theme and the PlayStation 2. Celebrated its 21st birthday yesterday. Uh, it was first released in Japan on the 4th of March 2000, so that's 21 years ago. Uh, a Sony brought a slim mold in 2004, of course, and uh, the two units were produced all the way up until 2013, which was a shame to see it canned, but you know, it can go on forever or nothing last year. Um, but I'm sure you're aware the PlayStation 2 is the most successful console of all time so far. Um, it sold 155 million units. There's now a bit more than that, but, you know, a lot. Um, and the reason I mention this, apart from its birthday, obviously, is it brings back memories of games. I think the PlayStation 2 original Xbox you know, was the sort of golden age, I think, video games. Because they were new, they were relatively cheap for us to buy. Uh, they were, were they cheap to make? I'm not sure. Um, but there was an awful lot out there, you know. I'm looking at some of the the brilliant PS2 titles, you know, like James Bond, Nightfire, Burnout 3, Crash Bandicoot. Uh, obviously, all the, the Need for Speed games, the early Call of Duty games, Medal of Honor games as well. Uh, and then you had your Xbox games, you know, so you had Morrowind, as I mentioned before, you had things like Halo games as well. Uh, there was just so much to like about that era, you know, games like SSX, Tony Hawk, all came onto the scene as well. Um, the Conflict Desert Storm games as well, they were pretty successful, Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, they all came onto the scene there, really. Um, and it was, obviously, PS2 is backwards compatible as well with the PlayStation 1, which was nice. Um, 
But yeah, there was so much to like about about that whole period. I think about all the games, about how things were um, significantly cheaper than they are now. Uh, you know, you think of games now. You're talking about sixty pound for a PS5 game back then. It was not even half that. You know, it was what was it twenty five quid for a game? You know what I mean? Or if it was on sale, it was half price or even less. Uh, PlayStation One games, of course, became cheaper because they've been superseded. So it was uh, maybe because they were cheaper as well. I don't know. All kind of uh, rolls into one another. But it was just a great period. I actually owned, uh, I owned an original, then I owned a slim. I think I still have it kicking around somewhere. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't have any games for it though. Which, oh no, actually, I tell a lie. I do. I do have them in my cupboard, hidden away. I still have Burnout Three, Midnight Club Three, which was a brilliant game. Uh, I think I still have a copy of Tony Hawk as well, um, and obviously you can still pick up some games off of um, eBay as well. Right, on to my latest purchase, and that is Anno 1800. Uh, Anno, of course, was put together by Ubisoft Mains and then published by Ubisoft themselves. It was actually released back in uh, April 2019, so it's coming off two years old. Uh, 16th of April 2019, so. It's actually still £50, which is a lot for a two-year-old game, I would say. Um, especially since it's only available on PC. It's currently uh, exclusive to Epic Games for a year, but I'm not sure when that year ends. Uh, like I say, it's £50, but I got it for half the price because it was on a free play weekend last week, which I forgot to mention, but I played it anyway. Um, so I got it for half the price off the Ubisoft store. Um, the game is set around the Industrial Revolution, judging by the time 1800. So you've got, uh, you start with farmers, then you move on to factories and production chains and uh, just moving through time um it's very similar in that respect to age of empires and season three games like that which i absolutely love it's right up my street um the game contains seven dlcs so far at least i think it's seven maybe a nine i don't know uh they're all available as season passes which are cheaper obviously than buying them all separately but they're still like 20 quid each the season passes um which means it values the dlc is about seven quid each which is a bit more than i'd be hoping for really um i mean are the are the dlcs worth it as well you know that's a question i've been asking myself i didn't buy the dlcs because i wasn't interested because uh Part of the reason is there's so much in the base game to like, you know, uh, mastering production chains, upgrading to houses, sea warfare, uh, trading between islands, making lots of money, all these things 
you know, AI players settling different islands. Uh, and then just look at some of the DLCs. I mean, you've, there's a pack with zoo animals. There's another pack with skyscrapers. That seems a bit um, out of the out of the scope of the game. But I, I don't know if it if it becomes available as a as like a complete pack for an extra twenty quid or something. Then sure, I'll maybe get it. But at the moment, I'd say just don't bother you know I mean you could have got them for a reduced fee um, but yeah I just didn't think it was worth it so there you go I got the game for 25 quid and I've been playing that just about all week actually I haven't had time to do anything else um, as I said last week I downloaded a bunch of games off Game Pass but I haven't had time to play them because I've been playing Anno all week um, but then you know that, that's a good spend of twenty-five pounds a game that you spend ages on. Um, it does. It does also have mods and cheats available for it. I don't use them because I don't like cheating if I can help it. But uh, you know, it's good to know they're there to make a difference. Um, I've just got a a paragraph here of what Anno is. This is from taken from the Epic Games Store. Um, so in the Anno 1800, players will take charge of their own fortune as they navigate the rapidly evolving technological landscape and malicious political arena of the 19th century in their quest to build an empire that will reach from the smog-filled cities of Europe to the teething jungles of South America. Combining beloved features with innovative gameplay, Anno 1800 is the beginning of a new era for the Anno franchise and as players leave their mark on a crucial moment in human history. Just banging the drum there for that beginning of a new era line. Um, I know Anno games up to now have been uh, kind of hit and miss. You know, they did future ones and things um, which were okay but not great. Um, and uh, but yeah, this is really I, I definitely recommend playing it. Definitely, if you're into Age of Empires, Season Three, that kind of thing. Um, games similar to that. Um, as I said, it's PC only, so console players. Sorry. Uh, just another couple of games I picked up on Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts Two. It's been released on the 4th of June. Um, I just, there was a post on Twitter, I can't remember who made it, just confirming that the game is ready for release. Um, not really something I'm interested in. The only experience I've got with sleeper games is when I bought them for my brother, back on the PlayStation 3. Um, because he played them and I tended to watch on. I never actually played them myself. Uh, so I guess I could try it. But I've, I've not really something I'm into. Uh, Doom 3 is heading to VR. That's coming along on the 29th of March. Um, another game for the, the VR library. If you can call it that. I know VR is kind of a. I think right now it's riding away. There's a lot out there. Um, 
I personally think, I still think that VR is a bit of a fad. And, you know, I know that sounds stupid, but, well, I mean, it's, it'll last for a few years and then it'll go away. You know, that's what I think. People will just stop using them, games will stop being developed. Uh, there's already problems with uh, motion sickness and health issues and whatever as well. Um, vertigo. So, I I think it might eventually fade out. I don't know. Don't, don't take me for granted on that. That's just my opinion of where VR will go. I have looked at a VR headset myself, but I, again, I'm not really... Not really my thing, you know. Um, and plus, it's quite a lot, you know. It's like, do you want a console or do you want a VR? Because you can have both. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, there you go. Doom 3, heading to VR. 29th of March. So, you got 20, 24 days, 25 days, a couple of weeks. Uh, one other game I just want to stick in there, Grand Theft Auto 5. Uh, that's the remaster I'm talking about, which is available for PS5 and Xbox Series X. It's due towards the end of this year, although they didn't confirm a date. Uh, it was interesting, I was reading, uh, it was an interview with the, uh, oh god, who was that? I've forgotten his name now, don't I? It was an interview with the, was the chief executive of Take Two Interactive or something like that. Um, anyway, he did an interview where he confirmed that it would be free on PS5. Um, I presume he means digital only uh, or something. I'm not entirely sure yet. Um, or maybe it's, you know, if you already own a PS4 like people are doing right now, which is, you know, good. But then you have to own the game already, which not everyone does. Um, right, anyway, I just want to read out a paragraph which he said, which I found interesting, where he talks about, uh, well, he, talk, he talks about remastering and remastering the game and the strategy and all that stuff. So just have a listen to what he said. Remastering has always been a part of our strategy. We've done it differently than the competition. We don't just port titles over, we actually take the time to do the very best job we can, making the title different for new releases for the new technology that we're launching on. We improve the technology, we upgrade the visuals, and we make performance enhancements. And that's why I think our remastered titles typically do so well. So there you go, and I, I just want to uh, mention that bit about um, we've done it differently from content, we don't just port titles over. Uh, there's been hints that he's been talking about something will change. Um, you know, upgrade visuals and, and, and small enhancements are something that are normal, but he's possibly talking about um, adding some exclusive content, maybe. Uh, or some sort of PS5 bonus or something, which uh, I find interesting. You know, I won't be getting that. Obviously, I don't own a PS5, but um, it's an interesting way to go about it. Because then if you add content to PS5, will you bring it down to PS4 as well? Uh, 
Um, that's a question for him to answer or for Rockstar to answer. Um, but yeah, there you go. Free on PS5. I'm guessing the people that already own it, but I'm not sure it's not been confirmed. Uh, due out towards the end of this year, but no firmer release date yet. Uh, right, more games, and specifically free games. Um, when we start with Xbox Game Pass, they've announced some more games to their library. Um, NBA 2K21 is going to be available on cloud and console. Star Wars Squadrons will also be available on console. NHL 21 will be on console. Madden 21 will be on console. Uh, Football Manager 21 will be on PC. And Football Manager 21 Xbox Edition will be on PC and console. Uh, not a massive amount there, but a couple of things that will interest Sorry, the interest me. I'll get back to that in a minute. Um, a couple of games leaving the service, which I don't give a shit about. I don't, I've never heard of them in my life. Alvastia Chronicles, Astrologaster, and Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Uh, they all they're all leaving on the sixteenth of March. So you've got uh, eleven days to download it, play it, complete it, and get rid of it again. Uh, so there you go, a lot of the 21 games from 2K, NBA 2K21, NHL, Madden 21, all for console. Um, Star Wars Squadrons is, obviously it's an EA game, but it raises the whole argument about EA, um, EA Play coming to Xbox Game Pass for PC, which hasn't happened yet. It's been uh, a long time in the works. It's apparently now in the hands of EA, who have been working on a a new launch or something. I'm not entirely sure why, but there you go. We'll see. Hopefully it'll be done soon, because I'm frankly fed up waiting. I actually ended my Origin subscription. It ends in the 8th, so that's Monday. Saved me a bit of money. Um... It would be nice to see all those games on Game Pass, uh, but they're not there yet. Um, and then the other thing I just wanted to mention, Football Manager on PC, I'll definitely be playing. Football Manager Xbox Edition, I, I don't know what the difference is. Um, and then the other thing is, of course, that's for console, but it's also on my PC as well, so why? Because then you've got two versions on the PC. I don't really understand why... Uh, they saw the need to do that, but there you go, not really a lot, certainly not a lot for PC, just one game really. Um, but you know, a few games and nothing major leaving, so that's good I guess. Um, but yeah, Football Manager I'll definitely be uh, downloading as soon as that becomes available. Um, right, PlayStation Now, a couple of games for that. Uh, World War Z, which is based on the film of the same name, of course. Uh, that's being added today, I think, yesterday. Uh, it's only available to the 6th of September, though, which is a slight shame. 
but you know, a couple of months, so you've got to time to play it. Uh, Ace Combat 7 Skies Unknown is being added, but it's only going to be available to the 31st of May. Uh, and then two other games that are going on permanently, Super Halt and Infamous Second Son. Uh, so two decent titles there, um, and two good titles, but only going up for a little bit of time. Um, but yeah, I, I think PlayStation is a great service. It's cheaper. Um, it's... A place where you can play PlayStation exclusives on PC because you can't buy most of them. Um, it's good value, I would say, good value as well. Um, you can you get a yearly pass for only 40 quid or something, which is really good. Um, but Game Pass is still better than PlayStation now just because of the games available because the exclusives uh, although it does cost a lot more so you know make it that way all right something else PlayStation Plus they've added some games as well uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake uh, which looks like a good game I haven't played it I can't say anything about it but it's definitely up there um, Remnant from the Ashes which is another game I've seen but not played. Uh, Farpoint is another title that's... Yeah, I've heard of it. Uh, and then your PlayStation 5 game for this month is Maquette. That's your PS5 exclusive. Um, and then as I said last week, Destruction All-Stars is sticking around until the 5th of April. So you can get both of those absolutely free. Uh, so yeah, PlayStation Plus is, uh, I think, PlayStation's top-tier service, uh, and Game Pass is the Xbox's top-tier service, but I think uh, people have been trying to compare the two companies in terms of going in the right direction, who's better. Looking at this, you like they're going in different directions, you know. PlayStation seem to be prioritising Plus, uh, which is a monthly subscription, of course, gives you more perks. Uh, and then Game Pass is entirely different. It's just a library of games, but it does have you exclusive and cloud support and saves. Um, but obviously it's... it's uh, you know, you can't, you can't buy a year... Of Game Pass, I think I mentioned Microsoft actually got rid of the yearly subscription uh, method, which was annoying, but you know, that's what happens. Uh, just a couple of other games I want to mention, or free games if you like. Epic Games are giving away some games. Uh, a war game, Red Dragon, I mentioned that last week, that's available now. Um, it will be up until the 11th, so that's what, next Wednesday, I think. I think I'm there, no, Thursday, Thursday, next Thursday. And then when it goes down, it will be re replaced by Parox's game Surviving Mars, which, as you know, I bought and then refunded. 
Um, you can download it from there, start next Thursday. Of course, it's also available on PlayStation Now, and I think it's on Game Pass as well, but don't quote me on that, I haven't looked. Um, but yeah, I don't, it won't include the, de the uh, DLC, I'd imagine. Um, but you know, if you're into if you're into that sort of thing, then there you go. You're surviving Mars next Thursday, starting at four p.m. GMT. Hey, right, I just want to go through some some news stories that I've picked up. Um, are you know moderately interesting? Uh, Fox has renewed The Simpsons for two more seasons. Uh, that's going to be season 33 and 34, which will take the total number of episodes after they've all aired up to 757. Uh, season 32 is currently on television. It finishes its run in May. Uh, the new series, whatever they're ready and display, will take the show up to 2023. Uh, of course, The Simpsons goes all the way back to 1990, which is before I was born. It's the, the longest-running scripted show in the history of television, so quite an accolade there. Um, and the other reason I want to mention this is this whole Fox thing ties into the whole uh, Disney bringing out Stars Play thing to Disney+. Plus. Um, the Stars Play is basically Fox. But the only difference being for The Simpsons was already on Disney Plus, so it'll be interesting to see if these then end up being exclusive, or if they're on at the same time as TV, or if they're on TV and then come to Disney Plus after a while, or whatever. I'm not sure yet. Um, they didn't disclose any details, but yeah, something to look forward to. Um, I presume they're being written about now, but there's no word on when they might air or be ready. Um, but, you know, it was, it was only tweeted the other day, so it's not as if they've had time to decide. Um, right. Uh, Ubisoft has confirmed that Ghost Recon Breakpoint will receive updates throughout this year. Uh... That was re revealed by the development team at Ubisoft Paris. Um, the game itself was actually released back in October 2019. So it's 18, 19 months old now. It's had five DLCs. Or raids or events, what do you call them? Um, and I presume they mean more, but I'm not exactly sure. They, did, they didn't go into detail. Uh, the interesting thing was the game actually won 2019 PC Game of the Year, despite being a general commercial failure and receiving pretty poor reviews. Um, that was the Gamescom PC Game of the Year. Um, you will remember that I downloaded uh, Breakpoint uh, for the free play weekend, but I didn't keep it. I didn't like it. I got rid of it. But it is interesting to see that they will keep supporting a game which has largely been a failure. It's obviously improved over time, but um, 
I think the fact that they invested so much in uh, R&D means that they've already spent a lot of money despite what they may accrue back in updates now. Um, But yeah, Ubisoft, you know, not, not poor. They're obviously happy to keep Breakpoint going. It'll be interesting to see how much how much money and time they pour into it because um, they'll be acutely aware that it didn't make any money really or much money Um, you know so they won't want to spend millions and lose millions on it um, when they could just make a brand new game which they may do, you know, there's lots of good streak on games out there, they may make a new one. Uh, which, you know, like I say, I played it, I'm not interested in the ghost recon story. Um, I, yeah, I didn't like it. Um, right, anyway, sticking with Ubisoft and something else they've done, they've confirmed that the Division movie is coming exclusively to. Netflix. Um, there's no release details on that, apart from that it will be directed by David Leach. Um, it's, I mean, it sounds alright. It's going to be starring Jessica Chastain and Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, I actually read the plot and it sounds pretty interesting, but I'm not going to spoil it for you. So if you want to know about that, go and read for it yourself. Um, but yeah, it's going to be exclusive to Netflix, which will add to their platform, but it'll also add to uh, Ubisoft's platform—not um, platform, Ubisoft's. Um, I don't know footing, whatever you'll call it. Now that they've got a home for their movie, um, so yeah, it's something I'm looking forward to. I can't imagine it'll be any time soon, but we'll just have to wait and see. I'm guessing next year, maybe or something, but I don't know. And Nintendo has done a thing. They've updated the Wii U, the Wii U system software, after two and a half years. Uh, the last update was actually back in September 2018. Uh, it's, you know, it, it's nice to see that they acknowledge it still exists, um, especially considering the Wii U was... Not a failure, but it wasn't anywhere near successful as the the Wii or the Switch. Um, the Wii was kind of like the ugly child, you know. It wasn't ugly, but it was kind of the old one out in a way. Um, anyway, they've decided to update it for whatever reason. Um, obviously, people still own them, play them, which is obvious by the fact that it's quite hard to find one now to buy. Which suggests all the second-hand Wii's on the market have been bought up. Or most of them have been bought up and people are playing them. Uh, obviously games will be cheaper to buy. Although they're not currently produced, I know of. If we've moved over to the, the Switch. Um, but, uh, yeah, there you go. The Wii U available cheaply and you can buy games cheaply. And it's just been updated. Which is, this is nice, you know. I don't know. I don't quite know why Nintendo decided to do that, but there you go. Um, 
especially since they've left it so long. But anyway, um, right. Uh, just one more thing I want to mention before I go. Troy Leavitt has resigned from Avalanche Software. Um, he was the lead designer, I think, at the company. Um, he resigned after a backlash around his uh, reactionary YouTube channel. I want to say anyone that, if you want to find more out about that, then you can read about it. It's all a bit uh, ridiculous and weird. But anyway. anyway, if you're wondering why I'm bringing this up, it's because Avalanche are currently working on Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, which has had its problems, we know it's been delayed, now it's lost the designer. Um, the This is a game which has been plagued by problems. Um, it's had, obviously the designer's left now. Uh, it's been delayed a couple of times. We've also had a, 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 a developer versus publisher um, disagreement over the trans-inclusive character creation system. Apparently they've implemented a trans creation system thing. I don't know what it is. Anyway, it's going to allow you to define a non-binary character or create a non-binary character, which is interesting. Uh, not sure how that's going to work, but yeah, you know, that's that's the thing now. Um, so you have the game being played with problems, which doesn't fill me with confidence. It's already been delayed, of course. Uh, a couple of times it's lost the designer. Uh, and then you see the development team and the management having an argument over how to uh, include the character creation system uh it's it's not good it doesn't look good uh but uh, it's a game i'm looking forward to but i'm slightly concerned now about how it will work after this latest round of problems i guess you could call it um i just yeah i don't know we'll see i mean it's deleted next year as we know but um it's just they're losing time arguing and firing people, you know. Um, I just, yeah, it doesn't help me with hope. Right, uh, one final, final thing that I've just come across that I better tell you. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons is being made into a video game. Uh, that, of course, is a popular uh, board game, which you call it a board game, card game, I don't know. Anyway, it's being put together as a video game. Uh, it's being put together by Hidden Path, who worked on Counter-Strike Global Offensive and Age of Empires 2, uh, and so on. Um, they've actually been talking about this for a few months, but they didn't say what the game was. Uh, although they have now. Uh, and they did that via a job listings ad on Twitter, where they basically said we're hiring for... Uh, Dungeons and Dragons video game, um, which is interesting. It's going to be a third-person open-world game. Although quite what that amasses to, I have no idea because 
Uh, well, partly because we don't know how it will follow a character or whatever. Partly because uh, Dungeons & Dragons is such a vast world it could be set anywhere, you know, anywhere in the world. Uh, right, uh, let's leave it there this week. Um, as usual, I just want to thank everyone who's been listening. Uh, please remember that new episodes are uploaded every Friday afternoon. Uh, next week I will, I don't know, I'll find something to talk about. Uh, I'm not sure what, but if you like surprises, please join me for that one. Uh, until then, as always, keep safe, keep gaming, and I'll catch you all soon.